0: gesture, because they had not accompanied me on the numerous visits to O.J. Simpson in prison. When we met, he was always on the opposite side of a thick glass partition. We would extend a hand and touch through the glass, the prison handshake, as criminal lawyers and their clients know it. It was not a moment for celebration. There were two victims brutally murdered. There were children who would never again be comforted by their mother parents, sisters, and friends who would never again hug their loved ones. There was a man who had spent sixteen months in jail accused of a crime for which a jury had just ruled he was not legally guilty, but for which most Americans thought he was factually guilty. The muted reaction to the verdict in my office was not typical of reactions around the country, which ranged from anger and outrage to jubilation. At predominantly black Howard University Law School, students crossed their fingers, held hands, and when the clerk read the verdicts, the room erupted with a chorus of cheers. Many cried and hugged. At a battered women's shelter, women also cried and hugged, but not for joy. It hurt my gut, one said. I just had to leave. At a sports bar in Atlanta, rage was expressed. As far as I'm concerned, Cochran and Shapiro are accessories to murder, one man shouted. Some booed. Others stood in stunned silence. A black woman on a district of Columbia Street corner shouted, We won! Another thanked Jesus. Many whites convinced of Simpson's guilt complained that the criminal justice system had failed them but there were no street riots by angry whites as blacks had rioted following the initial acquittal of the police officers who had beaten Rodney King. Writer Ben Stein predicted that the whites will riot the way we whites do, leave the cities, go to Idaho or Oregon or Arizona, vote for Gingrich, and punish the blacks by closing their daycare programs and cutting their Medicaid. Some whites also rioted, by sending me racist hate letters. An orthodontist from San Francisco wrote the following on his prescription pad, Congratulations, a murdering butcher is on the street. Another read, The homicidal nigger did it and you know it. The content of these letters and the hundreds like them were not necessarily typical of the white reaction to the jury's unpopular verdict, but the passions reflected in them and in the immediate response to the verdict were representative of the very personal manner in which many people had viewed the case. As one woman who had followed the case closely told me, the acquittal was like a swift kick in my stomach. I felt nauseated, pained, frightened, even violated, when I heard the words, not guilty. Why? this extraordinary personal reaction by so many to whom Nicole Brown, Ron Goldman, and O.J. Simpson were complete strangers? Why has the Simpson case become for so many the preeminent symbol of what is wrong with the American criminal justice system and with America? At a superficial level, the answers come easily. O.J. Simpson is the most famous American in history ever to stand trial for murder. There was wealth and celebrity, the beautiful people, an interracial marriage, a vicious double murder, a charismatic defendant, the high drama of a car chase, and a criminal trial. All the ingredients of a fictional whodunit. And they were true. This surface analysis may explain the obvious fascination with the case, but it does not begin to explain why so many serious people, who would not be caught dead reading the tabloids or watching hard copy, got hooked on the Simpson Trial and its aftermath. The trial was not merely entertainment for a voyeuristic world obsessed with celebrity and a fall from grace. It became a morality play for Americans concerned about race, gender, violence, equality, and a wide range of other issues which have permeated the last decade of this millennium. The Simpson case, like the Sacco-Vanzetti, Scopes, Lindbergh, Rosenberg, Ruby, Manson and Von Bulow cases before it, touched upon the eternal themes of passion and revenge, but also on the pressing contemporary questions of equality and criminal justice. I am recording this program primarily for the majority of thoughtful listeners who sincerely and understandably believe that O.J. Simpson killed Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman, and that the jury's verdict of not guilty was a miscarriage of justice. I will try to.